welcome to The Campaigns, the actual play podcast from the RPG Academy. I'm Michael, and this is Secrets, Lies, and the Undead, episode number five, Conspiracy Chamber. Now, Secrets, Lies, and Undead is the 13th Age game that I am running. It's a homebrew setting or campaign. We're in the generic 13th Age set, campaign setting, I should say, but it's a homebrewed story. It stars Caleb as Corbin, the human rogue, Scott playing Thidel, the half-elven ranger with a magical mask, and Ravage, played by Matthew Parody, who is a um, half-orc, storm-giant, blooded, possible stepson of the orc lord, uh, barbarian, but I didn't mention that one. And we're gonna, they're going to continue their adventures this week by following up the leads on the missing guardsmen, trying to figure out why they have not reported to work since they were the ones that found Cornelius' body mysteriously in the museum. So anyway, here is Secrets, Lies, and the Undead, episode number five, Conspiracy Chamber. What happens is you get a boost from Ravage, but Ravage actually... His he doesn't he isn't able to go straight up. He kind of goes out a little bit. So you end up doing the thing where you go to the next apartment and then you do a Metroid style jump where oh, you go wow. halfway up and jump back over and you are completely in the air and unable to protect yourself when the Shadow Bat Assassin attacks you with their club, <laughs> striking you in the air. So let's see what happens now. Son of a bitch. What are they doing on the roof? They're just waiting for two days with no food or water. You know, ambush. I've listened to this I'm podcast, sure. and he talks about how he doesn't like combat. And while playing with him, I would disagree. <laughs> well, I'm trying to... Uh, I always like to do things a little differently. I like to uh, experiment. And this came, I'm experimenting a little bit. Whoa! Natural 20 on the roll! Holy Son of a bitch! Take Assassin Dart right to the face. Uh, actually, it well, is a, club. it's a club. It's basically like a assassins bow staff. Assassins don't use clubs. That doesn't yeah. assassinate. That bludgeons. Well, okay, well, you're getting bludgeoned. The anti-assassin had... weapon. Stupid clubs. It's probably oh, it's by that orc assassin. It's it's a sock filled with quarters. That's what it is. Yeah, Only an right. orc assassin would use a club. Hey! It is, uh, you take eight points of damage, and you need to roll a... We're going to say a dexterity check at minus four, or you're going to go falling back down the alleyway. Just a raw dex, or... Well, it'll be a, a, like an acrobatics check. With So that would be with my thievery included, yes? Yes. All right, so neg four, ten. Ten. You are, again, you're whacked upside the head with this bow staff, and it completely turns you around. You... Days you try to reach out, neither hand grips on either side, and you start to plummet down the alleyway. Ravage, you have one chance to grab him on the way down since you're still half hanging out of the uh, window. Uh, is that a dex or a strength? I'll let you pick. I'm going to pick strength because right. that's a much is, better score. This is what I'll tell you. If you pick strength and you fail... There's a chance that he's going to hit you, and then you will fall out with him. You basically will land on your chest and drag you out, too. 
If you do Dex and he misses, then he just falls and you're okay. I've kissed death already tonight. For my friend Corbin, I'm going to give her another kiss. Fantastic. Here we go. Catching with all my might. Boom. There we go. Let's fall, baby. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) you land straight on his head. Basically, you're like that wrestling move where your crotch lands on his head. He reaches up, grabs your waist, falls out, and you guys plummet to the ground. Corbin, you are going to take 12 points of damage. And Ravage, you only take one because you land on Corbin. (laughs) I guess this makes up for you guys fighting the ghouls. You know what? That's what he whispers in my ear. That's exactly what he whispers in my ear. I guess I'm sorry about the whole ghouls tearing out your ribs thing. And I'm like, don't worry about it, man. We're cool. We good. So, so, uh, Corbin, you've taken 20 points of damage in the last four seconds. And um, where are you at, health-wise? The fucking hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Where I'm at. Didn't you have mud caked on you? You, you, you... No, he didn't. He didn't. No, I was still at full health HP. Oh, you were. were, Yeah, I'm I'm down to eight points out of 28. All right, so you're not terrible. Piss off. All right, so Thidel, you see that happen, but you don't know why. You just, all of a sudden, you're like, hey, Gorm's like, hey, I want to check out the roof. Okay, I'll help. There was, there, I, I saw, you know, the, the big guy lean out, right, and throw the tiny guy, and then some sort of thump kerfuffle, and the tiny guy fell, and the big guy leapt out after him, and then a big yes. crunch owl. Yes. I, I gotta say, Occam's Razor really makes me guess that, that incompetence is the best explanation for what just happened, right? <laughs> Rather than a club assassin waiting for 48 hours straight for someone to happen upon this roof. But... Yes. Can incompetence make you draw your bow anyway? (laughs) (laughs) I think only if I fumble it and drop it. That would be the trifecta here. Let's do a a wisdom check for Thidel. This is like a listen check. Yeah, he might hear the guy thump on the roof. Uh, He can't shoot on the roof. That's uh, wisdom level. Oh, natural two. Woohoo! I'm... Too busy tracking, you guys. I'm urban bounty hunting. <laughs> that natural one takes a lot of time. So, well, the, the evidence points to them falling right there. I think at this the point, all the blood. His mask is point, scene from Grand Theft Auto 3. <laughs> I, I think at this point, I, 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 like an idiot, I walk up to the window and lean really far out, staring directly down to try to get a better look at them, not at the suspicious aggressor who is apparently above me. Yes. So you will be unaware as well as uh, you are attacked from a bet above. <laughs> a crossbow bolt slams into the window <laughs> seal next to your head, misses you, but clearly something's going on. So you see Ravage and Corbin at the bottom of the alley in a, in a heap, moaning and groaning, and then just thump! A crossbow bolt right next to your head. Is it fletched with bat wings? No. Okay. It doesn't look like one of the guard's standard issue bolts. I'm going to say no. 
Okay. Well, I, I spin around like an idiot to stare upward to see if I could get a look at my aggressor attacker rather than respond in some sort of dignified fashion. That seems like the mood of the evening. We've been awake a little <laughs> too long. It's really the problem, yeah. I'm sure. So, so you look up and you see uh, on the adjacent building from you, there is a figure holding a crossbow. And even though it's dark, there's a bit of moonlight and you can kind of see the silhouette. And you're pretty clear that this is a shadow bat. Uh, one of the thieves, uh, local thieves guild, who has fired a crossbow at you. So at All this right. point, we will go ahead and roll initiative. Yay! Do we add level to that? I believe so. Fantastic. 21. Woohoo! I'm going to start my incompetence early. <laughs> 15. You have a plus 10? Why do you have no. a plus 10 to everything? No. If I move to Ohio, can I get a plus 10 on everything? <laughs> We're going to start calling you Corbin plus 10 Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Fidel, you are the first to go. You lean your head out. You are shot at and missed. You look up. You see that there is a shadowy figure in a, a building adjacent you. And you also hear what sounds to be footsteps coming from behind you down the hallway. What would you like to do? Behind me? I'm going to draw my bow, quick draw an arrow, and take a shot at the, uh, the person with the ambush angle on my two prone pals down there. All right, so you're going to go ahead and take the shot out the window? Yes. Okay. I'm going to give you a negative two because that's kind of an awkward angle and... It just seems, seems fair to me. <laughs> okay. That's an 11. All Bounces right, so off his armor. The, actually, just misses. Just <laughs> goes flying off and hits the moon, and the moon goes <laughs> like a balloon. Oh, very sad. Um, <laughs> I'm going to use my racial power to subtract one from my natural results so that it's odd, so I can then spin around to take a second shot at whoever's coming up behind me. Okay, you see... Another Shadow Bat Assassin coming at you. That's a 16 oh. to hit. That is going to miss as well. Oh. That that one flies through. The, the Assassin is raising up their hands. They have like a mace in their hand. And the arrow goes right under their arm and does the thing where it goes through their clothing but misses them. Can, well. How much are uh, scopes in this, in this world? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, if, you can, if you can find a mud priest that will sell them to you, then they're at a donation. I, I, I might just know a mud priest. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to name my bow Whiff. Because that's all I do with it. I just whiff over and over. I whiff, 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 no matter what. I shoot people in the eye and it misses their head. I'm sorry. You should this be. interlude brought really to you by Matthew. All right, Corbin, <laughs> you were unaware that Fidel has been shot, but you are aware that there is at least one assassin on top of the building that just cracked you in the head with a club. And that you're now on the ground. You don't you don't actually know how that happened. You you got hit and then you and Ravage are on the ground together. So you're a little bit confused by that. Uh, you are entangled and on the ground. What would you like to do? Uh, all right. So this was basically like a, a two-story building, right? Yes. All right. That's why you rolled two dice for the damage you took. Right. Is there a way to get to the roof 
via a steps steps or a ladder or something like a fire escape or no you can get halfway up with one, the, the stairways that led to the apartment that gets you halfway up but you still have to free climb or otherwise engineer a solution to the to the rest of the, to, to the if, top if there were steps we wouldn't have thrown you out of the window the first time <laughs> i'm pretty sure i still would have let, jumped out the window cuz <laughs> corbin's just going to do that is there another building nearby that might be on, a little bit lower like only a one story building that I could get on top of to get a line of sight to the roof you of the other you, building. You would have jumped out the window anyway, but you're not willing to jump at it again. Once bitten, twice shy. Is that how this yeah. works? Uh, no, there are no one-story buildings nearby that you um, that you can see that are close enough. And you are unaware of the assassin on the opposite building. So the, if you really want to get up there, the best thing to do would be to, to climb the adjacent building to get up onto the equal footing. <sighs> All right. I'm going to go... I'm going to I'm going to roll a d6. On an even, I'm going to try to climb the opposite building. On an odd, I'm going to go back into the apartment where we were and try to get up to the roof again that way. Gotcha. Odd. So I'm going to untangle myself from Ravage. Hey, where are you going? Going to kill that shithead that just beat me in the face. Oh, I thought you were just, you know, Butterfinger. <laughs> just taking a break. You untangle yourself from Ravage w- without apparently saying anything. You kind of vault halfway up the stairs, and you get to the top, and and you can see in, and you can see that Thidel is about to be um, whacked on the head by another one of these Shadow Bat assassins. Oh, so you can't you can't act this turn because you've had to use basically one movement to stand and one movement to get there. But you are now aware that there is a, a at least more than one, or this one came down a different window and came. Use a free window. action. Tell the barbarian he has someone he can melee with. Oh God! There's one in here. Oh God! Help! Help! <laughs> oh, and here Ravage. I expected you to go the mwah, mwah, dying <laughs> unicorn thing. You know, we've worked out some signals as a team. We might as well use them. I'm bleeding too much to do that in this properly, Scott. Okay, Ravage, so you get the bleeding unicorn message, which means that something something bad is happening somewhere. I but you are still unaware of anything. You like you don't know of any enemies. You really think that Corbin just fell. Right. Okay, so can I run up there and 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 present myself in a in an aggressive manner and maybe even use that aggressive manner against someone one turn or no? Well, I will let you, you'll still have to do the same thing. You have to use two movements. Okay. One to stand up and one to get up there. But if you don't want to get up there and then do like an intimidation check to see if you can startle away the assassin, I will let you try that. But you can't take any actions. I will do that. Okay. Can I draw my weapon as, a, as an action up the stairs? Yes. Fantastic. Okay, so I jump up. I'm running up the stairs. I draw my blade and I get up there. And I scowl angrily. Intimidation, that's a what kind of thing. It will be a strength check, because you were trying to use your ferocity to... to uh, Yeah. Maybe even there's a thunderclap when I scowl. Ooh. <laughs> Let's, uh... Nope, nope, there wasn't a thunderclap. <laughs> it was a fart. You it's farted. just a fart. Yeah. Bit, bit of a shart, actually. Okay. <laughs> hey! <laughs> 
Cool. So this is the problem with narrating your actions before, before... you. Yes, uh, I'm gonna that, stop that doing true. that. But it's but it's the most fun. Okay, okay. so. Ravage and Corbin are kind of both at the doorway on the stairwell about to go into the apartment. Both of them are unaware of the assassin with the crossbow. So that assassin will take a shot at, let's say, even as Corbin odd is Ravage. Wait, that, that assassin can see the door? I thought I assumed they could only see the window that I'm standing in front of. So, well, and again, I'm not great at... Um, all right. So the way, so the way that I saw this happening is like this. Can you guys see what's on the? The folks at home couldn't see it anyway. Hey, so. <laughs> yep. So this is the wall. There's the ceiling, and here's like a stairwell that leads up to the door. Gotcha. So like, right here is two guys, and the window is kind of next to it, just like two feet down. So. So it's in the uh, living room. The, the window that the guy broke into and we shot Corbin out of is in the living room. Right. As opposed to the bedroom where... Right. So, so the so person that's in the... pretty close together. We are, yes, in fact, so... in fireball formation. Yes. Yes, you are grouped up nicely. Um, okay. So now the uh, the Shadow Bat Assassin is going to take a crossbow bolt uh, attempt. Sorry. Ravage. Yay! Uh, even though you're unaware, that still misses you. Uh, you are now aware that a crossbow bolt has slammed into the door jam. So apparently these assassins have a hatred of seals of all types and, uh, and wooden barriers. Uh, now the assassin that is on the inside is going to go ahead and bring their mace down across Thidel's face. Or try to. And no, I will narrowly dodge out of the way if that's the dice roll. <laughs> Aha! Ah, I will also narrowly dodge out of the way. Woohoo! Well, that, that that's not my bonuses yet, so stand by. Uh, what? Why don't you include those? Cruelty. Because I can barely figure out how to roll a 20, apparently. I'm an idiot. <laughs> so that is a plus five to that roll, which I think still uh, misses you. No, 17, AC 19. Oh, good. Hooray! Yeah, no, I, that, you're, that, you're, I you're... clumsily dodge out of the way, but my... my... Supple leather armor saves the day. Excellent. So you are pushed back a little bit, so you're now kind of resting against that windowsill. So you could possibly be pushed out. Delightful. It is now your turn, however. Well, we've proven twice that you can survive that fall, thanks to my <laughs> competent comrades. It helps if I'm you uh... land on someone, though. Keep that in mind. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, it does. They, they're like pillows. It has... I, I assume our incompetence has yet to budge the escalation die. Oh, um, actually, yes, it would be up at one, so thank you very Woo-hoo! much for that. Woohoo! We're escalating, because we're about to shift into high gear by actually doing anything. I'm uh, going to stick with whiff, and I'm going to take a shot at the guy in front of me. That's an unnatural 19. Okay, that will hit solidly. Boom! Best day of my life. Uh, what damage do I do for the best day of my life? End him. End him. I don't do enough damage. He could be a weak guy. You don't know. The escalation day die does not affect damage, correct? Correct. I do 12. Max damage. So your arrow goes into his throat, and he just gurgles, drops to his knees, and then falls onto the floor. 
Excellent. That was an odd result, so I'll spin around and loose another arrow toward the uh, crossbow assassin across the way. 21 to hit, assuming they have the same AC. I do 7 points of damage to him. He falls. <laughs> and it is yes. actually not possible to survive the third fall from the alleyway. Good! So just, just like that, both assassins are dead arrows in them. Excellent. I, I think at this point I start breathing on my fingertips, you know? <sighs> I would like to clap Fidel on the shoulder and say, Hey, it's finally good to earn your keep. I like to think that there's a moment where you're like fiddling with your bow and your string now snaps and so your bow whacks you in the face as it straightens rather quickly oh yeah but luckily no one was looking so I real quick and (laughs) nobody knows the cool thing that's all anybody saw right good excellent I'd like to offer my skills as an engraver for your bow if you want yeah it turns out naming it's lucky (laughs) <laughs> okay so you have two dead assassins what would you like to do that was my standard action i guess my move action would be um sort of a a, a jaunty arms akimbo stance like ha 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 <laughs> and as a, as a free action i made in fact ha ha just just my own benefit all right Thadell lets out a ha ha corbin what would you like to do stand there and bleed are we out of initiative at this point? Yeah, there are. Uh, I'll still keep it in for one more round, but there are no enemies a, a present that you can see. I'm unaware of any enemies. You might be. Didn't you get hit in the face with a club from one? Yeah, but I don't. I don't know if that's the one that was in here or not. Hmm. Um, is there any way from the room we're in up to the roof? Is there a ladder or a trap door or something that we missed? Nope. Uh, there's a body of one guy in front of us, right, in the room? Correct. I'm going to roll the body. Okay. And see what's on there. Maybe some climbing gear. <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, um, the uh, the assassin does have those hooks. They, they fit over the palm of the hand. They're just like a little hook that comes out that you can climb up a, uh, like a wooden surface. Uh, a couple of daggers concealed on the, the body, the club. And you also find in a pocket a scrap of paper with some familiar-looking numbers written upon it. That bastard! I stabbed the dead body! <laughs> um, I take everything of value off of this body. All right, roll me, a, uh, de- roll me an intelligence check right fast. I'm stupid. Yep, okay. So you uh, you take two, two knives, there, he has a mace, and a scrap of paper. Can I take the climbing gear too? Because I want to try to oh, get... Oh, sorry, sorry. Yes, yes, I'm sorry, yes. All right. You know, I don't care about the mace. I'll give that to Ravage if he wants it. Um, I'll take the daggers. I will grab the climbing gear and start to strap it on with the intention of cautiously climbing to the roof on my next turn. Okay, they give you a plus five circumstance bonus to climbing up wooden structures. Yeah. All right, so that's your turn. All right, Ravage, what do you want to do? If he searched the body inside... I guess I want to go check the body outside. I know I can't do it in one turn, but I guess I'll just harumph. You could put my sword uh, away. You could do that cool thing where you like vault over the stairs uh, and land at the bottom. I'll give you a, a roll for that. Yeah, I'm just gonna use the stairs. I don't need I, any. Uh... <laughs> I appreciate the option to be cool, and I would take it if it was just a hey, you can be cool, but to roll and maybe break my leg. Nah, I'm good. Okay. 
So you go out to inspect the body from below. Uh, we're basically out of initiative at this time, so uh, we'll just go ahead and stay with you. You get to the bottom. Uh, as as before, you, it's a, uh, an assassin. So actually, one thing I, I kind of forgot. Let me, sorry, let me step back to Caleb. So when you searched the body, did you actually take his uniform off, or did you just, like, ruffle through the pockets? I would have taken the time to, to strip him down. Okay. Well, Caleb, what are you going to do with him? Let me rephrase That's that. disgusting. If, were, if we were still in initiative, it would have been a quick search, and then I would have returned to the body to make a more thorough search when we were safe. Okay, that's so, it. So I'll go to I'll go to Ravage. Um, so basically, Ravage, as you are checking the body, as as with the other one, you'll find a couple knives. Uh, this one had a crossbow, but it was damaged on the fall. But there's like a, a a quarrel of bolts. There's still like 17 bolts in there. Uh, but what you notice is you actually pull the hood, and they're dressed kind of like ninja. That's you know they're they're ninja type uh, gi. But when you pull the the headgear off you see that their face is really scarred. And you would recognize this as something that some of the orc tribes do as a uh, passage into manhood, that uh, when you achieve a certain level of uh, recognition for your fighting, that there's like ritual scarring that you do. Right. Is it in any sort of uh, formation, or is it just literally just random ritual scarring? It looks like ritual scarring. If there's a, if there's a pattern of significance to it, you don't know that yet. I'll, I'll lean over and admire the work. As as a worshiper of suffering, I can appreciate suffering. So it does look, um, so you're looking at the one upstairs with Corbin. It does look like it was done skillfully. So it wasn't just like the skin was ripped off, but it was done in a way to maximize scarring. Does it look like, it doesn't look like this scarring was, was designed to conceal a previous identity, does it? Ruin tattoos and disfigure a, a recognizable face? No, you you wouldn't think that. And then Corbin, you're fairly familiar with these shadow bats. You have never heard of this happening before. Like you, this is a new thing for you for them to have done some kind of ritual scarring. That's not that's not their usual mo. Hmm, that's weird. What that there are assassins waiting at this guy's house for someone to discover him? <laughs> that too. I suggest we we go to the the under guy's house, kill the assassins guarding him, but try to take one alive and beat information out of them. Before we do that, can I climb up to the roof? Yes. Are you going to go from the window in the bedroom, or the window from the living room, or from the stairwell that juts off the side near the living room? I'll go from the stairwell. Good call. If we fall, you only have to fall half as far. Yeah. And uh, can, I, can I just take ten on this? Uh, sure. <laughs> or fail forward. You'll succeed. <laughs> But the, the DM will invent some other horrible thing to happen to you. It's not falling this time. There's just more ninjas. That's not failing <laughs> forward. That's falling forward. Uh. See, what, what you don't know is that Ravage turned the body downstairs upright, so the arrow is sticking up. So if you fall, you will land on the arrow and pelling yourself. Of course I will. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> Well, if I'm rolling with all my associated bonuses to climb, that gives me a 26. So you very carefully sink these tiger claw things into the wood, and it takes you a little while to, to kind of get used to them. They, they put pressure on your hands in kind of a weird way, and until you get your feet under you, it, it kind of hurts, but you're able to securely 
scale the side of the building. Now, Ravage and Thidel, what are you doing while Corbin's doing this? I'm on a brick. <laughs> Taking five union rules. That's right. You can only manhunt so many men in one day. I would like to... I guess I'm on the street already, so I'm just going to stay there and just keep watch. Okay, so you're looking around. Uh, there's not really not a lot of movement. This has all happened pretty quietly, so no one's reacting. Like Guards aren't rushing to your aid or against you. Everything seems pretty quiet. And you can clearly see Corbin start to scale up the side of the building like a spider. Takes him a couple minutes, but you're able to, Corbin, make it to the top. I'm going to assume that you sort of get as close as you can and then pop your head over really quickly to make sure that there's not somebody up there with a club, and you find the roof empty. Um, okay. I want to climb all the way up onto the roof and then do some sort of search for anything I might be able to find. Okay. Just a casual search. You can see that it looks like there have been some people up here, whether it be the same people or ships for a while. There's like evidence of food containers, um, just like scraps of paper. It, just, it looks like a, like a makeshift campsite where somebody's been waiting there for a while. I, I lean back over the edge and, and, and whisper shout down to Ravage, these assholes got takeout. <laughs> There's like uh, Kung Pao chicken <laughs> containers up there. And I'm going to whisper shout back at him, is there any left? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm using the sweet and sour chicken to staunch my wounds. This may be evidence that the um, that, that, that our, our quarry has eluded them as well. Can I carefully climb back down and uh, head down the stairs to the floor, the ground? Sure. Oh, well, so the guy we're looking for isn't here. The room was searched. They found something. Don't forget that. That's right. Not necessarily. It may have been that the... Um, oh, what's this guy's name? I keep referring Jameson. to him as that guy. Jameson. Jameson? It may refer to... It, it may be that Jameson found out that the Aquabats were looking for him, emptied out his secret storage, and left, and they've been waiting, watching his pad, until in the hopes that he might come back. Possibly. Fidel, did you see any evidence of a fight or a struggle up there, or is it just the room being ransacked? You know, it, given my roles, your guess is as good as mine. You didn't see anything that would indicate a fight. I was about to say, I didn't see anything that indicated a fight, and I almost tracked well in there. I, I say, look, it looks like this place was tossed after the fact, but, but there's, there's no blood, there's no skirmish marks, there's no, you know, mm. nothing broken that wasn't broken for a search. Well... We should probably check out the other location then. Feels obligatory, doesn't it? We might yeah. find a other ninjas sitting on his place or a a corpse. Okay, so you guys make your way there. Are you gonna look for a guard and tell them like, hey, there's two dead ninjas over here, uh, or are you going to like try to hide from the guards? That, we're not hiding from the guards. Oh, why are we caked in blood? Is it really suspicious? Well, it's not I'm really suspicious. I just didn't. Well, yeah, well, yeah. That's because you fell 20 feet, uh, more like 30. But, uh, but I mean, are you going to try to seek someone out and say, hey, just so you know, there's some dead bodies over here. Or are you just going to wait and see if they're found? I, I suggest that, one, we report right to our known friend who obviously has suspicions of the lower-ranked guards. And, and we wait also to report to him until we have a complete story or something more complete than, oh, boy, there's ninjas. 
you, the last time we told him that, he didn't really buy it. I don't think telling him there are more ninjas will further sell the story. <laughs> you know those ninjas you don't believe in? There's a bunch of them now. Okay, so uh, you don't you don't cross any guards' paths. So unless you are actively seeking them out, you will be able to get there um, without any incident. Uh, it takes you about 20, 25 minutes of pretty fast walking to get there. Corbin continues to look out for being followed, but you are not still unaware paying more particular attention to rooftops because that seems to be where they seem to be uh, hanging out. Uh, very similar situation at, at uh, Ash's house. It's a apartment uh, over a shop. It also is dark as you approach. You can see that it has been broken into. The difference here is that there's a dead guardsman in the middle of this apartment. I assume he was killed for what he knew. He may have been killed for what he had, but they would have obviously taken that with him. I don't know that there'd be a lot of benefit in investigating we have a likely suspect pretty sure it was corbin in in the kitchen with yes. the the candlestick honestly we'd probably be better at clue than this but that's okay <laughs> there's only one dead guy in clue it's true there's so many dead guys in this game <laughs> it's uh, not us yet i, I was almost. almost one of them it's true all right, all right. so the room's been ransacked, and there's a dead guard. Correct. Presumably the guy we're looking for, not some friend of his. Would you guys like to inspect the body? I, I'll give it a tertiary inspection. I don't expect yeah, to find could. anything brilliant. Just inspecting the body, it appears that he was beaten severely. Like It wasn't like a stab to the chest and he died. He was probably tortured in some way. Oh, God, why? What, what kind of inefficient assassins are these? They wait for two days in case this guy comes back to his house. They beat people to death with their bare hands rather than killing them quietly and quickly. This Assassin's Guild is sounding more and more like the Aquabats all the time. I don't, I don't know. Can we make an assumption that this is the guy that we were looking for in this house, not Jameson? Uh, you, you, this appears, appears to be Asha, yes. Okay. Oh, well... We should probably report this to Edmund before I get blamed for this. <laughs> Good plan. I uh, The mask gets a, an ironic little smile. Yes, I think we should. Okay, so you guys uh, make your way back to the guard station where you were. At this point, it's like 3, almost 4 o'clock in the morning, uh, so it's almost time for shift change. So uh, Edmund is there, and he's uh, kind of coordinating... If it's almost time for shift change, I don't know if we go in. We may wait for him to leave at the end of his shift and get him on his walk home, because talking inside before was really awkward. Definitely, I would agree with that. Okay, so you guys find a, uh, an incon inconspicuous place nearby and just sort of hang out and watch, and it's about, it's about another hour or so before it actually he would leave, but he does um, leave by himself, uh, and he starts heading back towards his house. As far as you can tell, he is... Um, Alone? No one's following him or with him? Psst. Hey! Your deputies want to talk to you! It's not the barbarian uses subtlety. Here we go. Yes, that's always a good plan. So he looks uh, around for a moment, then he sees you, kind of cocks his head, and then he obviously... And then he fires his head right at you. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, uh, he, he uh, obviously ignores you and continues to walk uh, the, the way he was going. Oh, he might be being followed. All right. Do we 
If we know where he's going, we don't bother following him, but we go there an hour later, 30 minutes later or something, so he doesn't go to bed. If we don't know where he's going, then we get the least incompetent one of us to follow him, while the rest of us follow that person. I was going to suggest the Urban Tracker, but we we know how her <laughs> incompetence is flaring up today. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's got a real bad rash, can't stop itching. Yeah, it's been real. I was going to say, perhaps we should get some preparation eye for next time. <laughs> <laughs> I know an old lady who might make a nice poultice for that. Oh, yes, something that, that works equally well with cats and rangers. <laughs> I like your thinking. So as far as I'm aware, you guys do not know specifically where Edmund lives, so you would not be able to... Yeah. Take the shortcut, you know, head him off at the pass, so you will have to follow him. What do you think, Caleb? You want to take your luck, or should I? Well, I did grow up in the town, so I know the streets pretty well. I've probably got a pretty good chance at following him easily enough. All right. I'm in agreement. All right. So, I uh, will uh, I'll say this will be an intelligence. Um, let's do intelligence, and since I grew up on the streets... I know my ways around. I know the alleys I can duck into <clears throat> when I need a, a quick moment to hide and see where he's going. Boom. 26 total. Take that algorithm. <laughs> so you, uh, you're you really easily, easily able to keep up with him. And you actually you realize pretty early on that he is making it easy for you or someone else to follow him. He's uh, not taking any sharp turns. He lingers at corners. He uh, walks pretty well in the middle of the street as best he can. Uh, he is the easiest person to follow that you have really ever tried to follow. Uh, so it is without a lot of difficulty that you follow him for about 30, 45 minutes. And he, he goes to a home that's very nondescript. It's not very big or elaborate. Uh, it's probably a house that's beneath his station. Uh, and you, based on its location in the town and its age, you imagine this is probably like a family home, maybe something that they has been in his family for a long time, not just something he would have purchased with his current wealth. Uh, he does have some servants, so there are lights on in the house, and he's met at the door, and someone takes his coat, and, uh, and he comes in. But... Uh, you notice that the door is not shut behind him when he walks in; it's left open. Um, convenient. Were the, uh, right, climb up the fire escape. Was the other two tracking behind me slowly? Uh, yeah, it, it was so easy. You could easily double back and say, "Hey, come with me," and then follow him, and then come back and double back. So there, there's no reason for them not to be right with you when you find his house. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for e editing over my incompetence there. I appreciate that. <sighs> so you said. Um, you said there were servants, and they let it, they let him in, but then the door was left open. Yes, it's cold yeah. out. It'd be impolite not to go in right away. Is there anyone obviously standing in the alley watching us or looking at us? Uh, who's got the highest perception again? Is that you, Fidel? Yep. All right, Sadly. you roll it, and then everybody apply your modifier to that roll. So just roll d20 without a modifier, and then we can just do it that way. Haha! -ha, I rolled a seven, unnatural ten. So the highest would be a 12. We're just taking Thidel's roll, but everyone else applied their modifier to oh. it. Uh, so it would be a 10 plus modifier. So My that is, uh, is a 2. Okay. So no, you guys do not see anybody paying attention to you. Well, let's go in. Okay. So you approach uh, the house, and about three feet 
into the uh, sort of foyer, there is a servant there who is somewhat expecting you. And as you approach, he sort of gives you a bow and welcomes you in and asks you to please remove your shoes. Okay. Yeah, I'll remove my shoes. Although, uh, when we run, fleeing from the building as it burns later, barefoot <laughs> through caltrops and broken glass, I'm going to remember who did this. I'm going to remember the face of this guy, and I'm going to track him down using my horrible bounty hunting, and we're <laughs> going to have a talk about politeness in combat situations. <laughs> and you're going to shoot arrows at him for 40 minutes before you hit. <laughs> Damn right. I'm gonna Me and Wef are going to exact <laughs> justice, eventual justice against this guy. <laughs> I am going to need to shoot arrows at this gentleman while standing next to a Fletcher so I can purchase more arrows. <laughs> You've actually created like a new economy. There, there are going to be Fletchers that just follow you around so that they can sell you arrows as needed. Madam, 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 I have this finest, finest arrow made from swan feathers. Just give it to me. It's my last one. <laughs> the God of Suffering is so pleased. Suffering he, comes in many forms. He smiles upon you in so many ways. Yes. So uh, after you've removed your shoes, um, he uh, if you also have like a coat or hood or cloak or anything, he'll take that as well. He shuts the door and then he says, please follow me. He leads you through the house. Again, it, it's not, a, not big by any stretch, but it's like a lower middle class house. It looks very old. It just looks like a house that's been around. So it has sort of like an old Victorian-style house feel to it uh, from a contemporary standpoint, uh, the way it's made and just the feel to it. And uh, he actually leads you into the kitchen, and there is like a secret panel that's already been opened, and there's stairways leading down, and he points down, and he says the, the master will receive you below. There are so oh, many secret panels in this place. God, this is so ominous. Do, do I have a moment to point out to him that we really, that I really whiffed our, our, our perception checks on the door, and so he should expect company, or, or are we just going downstairs? Um, I, th I think I'm cool with you telling the butler that. Nah, nah, alright. It's, it's alright, we'll let him be surprised. He made me take my shoes off. I get what he deserves. We'll be fine. We've been fine before, we'll be fine again. <laughs> just more collateral damage in our way. So you guys, uh, Go down the stairs. It's it's uh, steep and narrow stairs. Uh, this looks like it uh, might have went at one time been like a root cellar that's just been converted into basically like a man cave. And uh, so you go down. It, it kind of turns into a corner and opens up into a kind of a smallish like 20 by 20 foot room. Not perfectly square, but somewhat rounded. And there's like a fireplace in here that probably connects up to one above stairs. There's a fire roaring. Uh, there's like a shelf with alcohols uh, over on the, the side of the wall there. There's some really plush chairs. And against the far wall is like a big, imagine like true detective style. There's like a big board with scraps of paper and yarn tied from one string to the other. And clearly this guy is investigating something of some sort. But from here, it's too far away to make out any of the details. And um, he doesn't even really seem to acknowledge you a whole lot when you come downstairs. He's looking at this board back to you. He's holding a drink, and he just says over his shoulder, they're both dead, right? No. One of them is. The other has escaped the Batmen, and um, they were waiting in ambush at his house. We've killed them. But um, we have no reason to believe that he was captured. He may have 
absconded with something that he kept in a hidden cache at his house. So uh, when you say that they're both not dead, he actually turns somewhat surprised, um, and he's holding like a decanter. It looks like it's got like a brandy or something in it. It's it's not a, a, a you know meat or a beer. And, and he does uh, a spit take all across. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes into the fire and it roars and his face catches on fire and he turns into Freddy Krueger. Good, I'm sure that was my rolling. <laughs> no, he looks over and, and he uh, he kind of like gestures to his face. Did, did they have the scarring? I nod. Uh, he just kind of shakes his head and he turns back and he just starts, he's just looking at his board. I, I would just like to point out that we still haven't received deputy badges. <laughs> at that point, he'll say, badges? You don't need no stinking badges. Did you say there was a like a big armchair or something by the fire? Yeah, there's a couple. There's like a like a love seat equivalent, uh, a couple chairs. It's very nice. It's really warm in here. Like it's it's because of the fire. It's not uncomfortable, but it's very warm. Does that strike me as odd for this time of the year that it's so warm? It's odd. It's a fallout shelter. Relax. God. I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna go flop down into one of the chairs by the fire. Okay. Um, as he hears you sit down, he kind of, he, almost like he realizes you're, you're there again. He looks up and goes, oh, yes, please make yourself comfortable. Um, we're safe here. I have, uh, I have men patrolling the streets. That there, there will be no, uh, no danger tonight. I, I look down at myself, and I, and I find a little piece of mud that may have stuck to my skin, and I gently touch it to my tongue, and I start rubbing it on Corbin. <laughs> Corbin, you're being molested. I'm, t- I'm too tired. He's too big. Just, <laughs> happen. Just, just let it happen, man. Just let it happen. I, I look up to you in the firelight. Be gentle. Just be gentle. Uh, we got to put this, we gotta put this podcast under double X rated. <laughs> That's going to be edited out. I don't know about that. That's gold, man. That's that's gold. <laughs> so there is no appearance that Edmund seems interested in talking to you. Like he doesn't turn around and come back over. He just is, keeps looking at his board. So unless you guys interact with him directly, he's going to continue to study his board, at least for the foreseeable future. Uh, I would like the one who can play hard to get. <laughs> I, I'm going to walk over to the board, but I'm also going to nudge... My uh, my very astute friend Fidel towards the board. All right, I'll take that. All of, I'll, Corbin will rest in the chair for a little bit just to recover, and then he'll walk over and start looking at the notes and stuff. Okay, Edmund kind of gives you guys a few minutes to look at it before he says anything, and just glancing at it, it appears to be like a a list of names. So there's like all these like. A, Equivalents of post-it notes with names, and some of the names have X's through them. You would uh, equate to probably being dead. Jameson and um, Ash's names are on there, and um, he'll actually ask you which one did you find dead, and he'll cross that off and basically confirm that that's what's going on. And there's all these connections that kind of go to the middle, and in the middle there's um, just like a blank piece of paper, and there's just a question mark. And you just assume that what you can figure is there's been a rash of murders, and there's he believes that they're somehow connected, but he can't put the pieces together. Or, or that's that's the most you can get without asking any questions of him. 
is that he's trying to figure out who's behind a, a recent series of murders. And um, one thing that you don't see uh, is Cornelius. His name is not on any of the pieces of paper that you can see. I'll turn to him and I'll say, so, what do you know about Cornelius? That he's still alive, but he's in danger. Um, Corbin's going to go sit back down. <laughs> I can't believe Dad didn't tell me he faked his own death. I thought we were friends. Yeah. I'm going to look at all the names. Um, are the ghouls on this chart? Uh, <laughs> the ghouls are not on the chart, but there's like a at the bottom there's a there's a couple notes and one of them talks about it says like shadow bats extremely aggressive and there's like a new leadership and it has a question mark and then below that there's like undead activity and then there's even there's another one that says tremors uh, yeah tremors question mark tremors too, you know, way better yes it was related so it just sort of like all these different things that might be can possibly related but may not as well uh, is there a pen handy? Uh, there's like a quill on the desk that's nearby. I'm going to uh, quill on a piece of paper ghouls, and I'm going to place it where I think it belongs. <laughs> <laughs> and where, pray tell, do you believe it belongs? I'm right torn, at the top, I'm, dog. I'm torn between the middle and near that undead portion. Whichever would be the funniest, that's where I'm putting it. <laughs> and I'm going to look at Edmund and say... You're welcome. Okay, he uh, he raises an eyebrow. He kind of smiles a little bit. He doesn't really say anything. And then he'll turn around and offer you guys a drink. And says, I think uh, I think we need to have another conversation. I'm also the drink. going to translate the third scrap of paper that I found. Okay. It is a duplicate of one of the two that you already have. Aha! Riddles upon riddles. Did they make copies and then leave you to find the originals so they could keep following and abusing you? Does does it? I want to compare it to the two that I have with me. Yeah. Does it look to be the same? Does it look to be a copy? It, it's not the same handwriting, but it looks like someone just copied it over. So you do get the feeling that maybe that someone had already seen those numbers and had duplicated them, but did leave the originals behind. Hmm. Corbin is just gonna. Flop back in the chair. <laughs> this is too much. Corbin's exhausted. I'm going to finish my drink, set the empty glass down, cup, whatever it is, and just say, now what? He kind of scans over each of you for a moment and says, I think we need to get back in the museum. <laughs> you just told me not to go to the museum, you son of a bitch. You know, there are plenty of other museums, I keep thinking to myself. <laughs> we could just move him into a new one. Does he really need that one? Jeez. I live there. I get kicked out. My dad's dead. Then he's not dead. Then I go to the museum. Then I can't go to the museum. There's ninjas in the museum. There's no ninjas in the museum. <laughs> what the fuck? I love the Met. It's got all the best stuff. We have ninjas, enough corpses at this point to make a lovely ninja exhibit in the museum. That'd be handy. If we go back to the museum, and there's ninjas, you're going to see the fucking ninjas. I didn't make up the goddamn ninjas. I'm quite aware of the recent Shadow Bat activity, but uh, there are prying ears in the watch station that I needed to maintain my distance. going to go pry those ears off and dab them. With a knife. 
I'm not quite sure exactly who I can and who I cannot trust uh, within the guard station. So I, I choose to trust no one, but I know that Except I can Except us trust... three complete strangers who you've just let into your house. Two complete I... strangers. Yes. And one drunk that you occasionally lock up. Yeah. <laughs> Often. <laughs> Often locked up. I love NPC yeah. motivations. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and trust that it's late enough and I've had enough cognac and fire that I may just slip off to a nice little snooze in the cushy armchair in his secret, you know, conspiracy chamber. That, that sounds good for my character. Yes, you guys, uh, it, it's late. Uh, he's been working all night as well. Uh, he says he will retire and then tomorrow we will make our plans. You can give us feedback and comments on our website, therpgacademy.com. You can listen to previous podcasts on our website and subscribe to new ones on iTunes. If you have a suggestion for a table topic, we'd love to hear it. Email us at podcast at therpgacademy.com or connect with us. We're on Twitter at therpgacademy. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash therpgacademy. We also have a Google Plus page, The RPG Academy. As always, thanks for listening, and remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.